Well, welcome everyone. This is Declaring Your Destiny. I'm Carolyn and Audra's here. And we just want to tell you, we're glad you're here, that you're joining us today. We're in our series of the Beatitudes. And today we're going to talk about the third Beatitude. Jesus gave us the Beatitudes. This one is meekness. And meekness is does not mean weakness. So we're, we don't want to get that confused, right, Audra? Definitely not. And I think people do misunderstand that. That's why I think that, you know, teaching a little bit about what some of these things mean is really important. So people don't misunderstand. And especially with, with um, meekness, I think that's the most misunderstood one. Um, I think of them all. Yes. Yes. Because just because somebody is meek doesn't mean you can go run all over them. So, so we're going to look at it from, um, it's in Matthew chapter five, verse five, if you want to pull out your Bible and look at it. And all of the Beatitudes move in an order that describes the process of spiritual growth by which we can evaluate our spiritual condition as citizens in God's kingdom. So when Christians begin with poverty and spirit, they start to mourn over their sin and the sin of the world as it's lived out before the face of a holy God. So this will then lead to meekness. So the definition of meekness is it's a quality of having a submissive, gentle, and patient attitude, even though we may have great strength and power. Wow. See, that's much better definition than what a lot of people think. And it is too, you know, you did talk about the fact, Carolyn, that, you know, this is spirit, you know, we're, we're evaluating our spiritual condition, our spiritual growth. Cause last week we were talking about mourning. Right. And so, yeah. um, and in the morning, you know, it just, you know, just as you just said, this leads to uh, meekness. So I think that's mm-hmm. a great way to, to see how all of these are linked together. Um, and of course, you know, that meekness doesn't appear to have a very high place in our society. <laughs> <laughs> um, your definition definitely helps to, to elevate it a bit, but um, you know, there's just such a huge misunderstanding about what it means. I mean, in the Bible, it means a gentleness or a state of being provoked easily not being provoked easily by an enemy or an oppressor. So, you know, the idea has, um, at least in this world, there's like no place for it, it seems like, Um, you know, and and that's, I think, um, why people get a lot of times turned off by even thinking about, well, I'm, you know, to, to describe themselves as a meek person. But, you know, it's often misunderstood for weakness, just like you said, Carolyn, at the beginning, you know, meekness does not mean weakness meek people are not weak people i mean jesus was not weak and yet he says in matthew 11:29 take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle or meek and lowly in heart yes and so in matthew chapter 5 verse 5 it is actually from the sermon on the mount jesus is 
um, I, I forgot what it's called. I'll think of it in a second. But, you know, it was his biggest sermon that he did. And if you watch The Chosen, you got to see he was walking around preparing it for a while. And he even had Matthew critique it in The Chosen. And we don't know if that's 100% accurate, but it is a powerful message that Jesus gave us. And the scripture says, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. The word for meekness in this verse finds its background. We can look at when horses are being trained and horses are very powerful animals and they can actually kill somebody simply with a kick of their hoof. So when you're training a horse, your goal is not to remove the power of the horse, but just to bring it its power under the control of the master. And so the trainer's goal is to get the horse to submit to the master and then follow their lead. So think about this as Christians, we're to be like the horse. God created us with great power and abilities in both our mind and body, and we're to submit these to our master, the Lord Jesus. Yeah, that's a that's a very good um, illustration of of you know what that all means. Because once once we've submitted to God, we are then called meek. So it's just the submission. It's it's not weakness. A meek person is a person harnessed under God, God's control. In fact, it's par the paradoxical power of this message is that meekness is actually equated with strength. The strength of the Lord's work in the one who comes to God in total trust and complete surrender. This is the plan of salvation. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. But let me just mention this, Audra. We should not confuse being meek or meekness with cowardice. Cow mm -hmm. cow cowardice. Okay, so it's it's not being afraid to stand up to someone. Rather, it's having the courage to trust God for justice. So let's look at David's life before he was made king of Israel. Several times he had the strength and the power to take the throne for his own, yet he would reject himself. He quieted the whisperings of his flesh and that and other people that would say, why do you tolerate this? And, you know, talking about Saul, King Saul, he would they would say he should pay for this, talking about what he was doing. But instead, David would choose instead to trust the Lord, his God, with quiet submission. See, and that's the key is. That's the key to meekness. It's it's you it's you it is harnessing your power, trusting in the Lord, knowing that God's going to give His justice where it's due and when it's due, and for you to just you know just a quiet submission. I like that, Carolyn. That's very nice. I like that. But we also see in First Samuel twenty six um, verses ten through eleven, where it says, "As surely as as the Lord lives," he said, "The Lord Himself will strike him, or His time will come and He will die, or He will go into battle and perish." But the Lord forbid that I should lay hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get that spear and water jug that are near His head and let's go. So David is just clearly—I mean, he, you know, he's 
is saying, look, I know what I'm capable of doing. I know what I could do if I were somebody else, but I love the Lord. I listen to what God has to say, and I'm going to submit to him, and I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because God's timing is always perfect. Absolutely. And, you know, he had, that was just one time he could have killed King Saul, and he would have become king automatically because he had already been anointed by Samuel, the prophet. But he chose not to, and he also would add to that, I will not touch the Lord's anointed because the Lord had initially picked Saul to be the first king of Israel. Mm -hmm. So, you know, David truly was meek in that, that he was waiting on the Lord, even though David could have killed Saul probably anytime he really wanted to. So people who submit their lives to God will inherit the earth. And this doesn't mean we just get a, inherit a piece of property like from our family. It means we will receive from God blessing and security as we live in his presence. Wow. Ooh, that I, want is, that. <laughs> I want that too. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, what a great, I mean, hey, I'll be meek. I'll be meek. Yeah. <laughs> the blessing and security. Absolutely. So really in one sense, the meek already do inherit the earth in this life because we already experience the presence and blessing of God. Well, in a limited way. I mean, not like, the full Monty, if you will, it's not going to be that yet, but in heaven, we will experience the full security that comes by living totally in God's presence without the influence of sin and evil around us. So we're, our goal right now is just to reach that point to be meek. You know, we will get the blessings. We do have the security um, as we live in the presence of, of, of God, but it, you we're here on this earth and, you know, to be meek means that um, we've, we're just submitting and, and um, you know, gosh, when you submit to the Lord, he's got better plans for us than we do. It doesn't matter how much power we have or how much we really think we can do. Um, we know we can do all things through Christ, right. Who strengthen us. So let's, yeah. we need to submit to him first and let him strengthen us and let him guide us. Yes, absolutely. And I'll bet you, Audra, you can think back on your life. And because you have been submitting to the Lord for all years, decades, that you can look at your life and say, if not for the Lord and because of the Lord, mm -hmm. but the Lord did these things because you have been trying and striving and doing the best you can to be this person that Jesus told us to be on the sermon in the Sermon on the Mount. And, you know, I, it just amazes me what he's done in our lives. And so I'm hoping everybody, you know, Carol, and I'm sure you are too, that we've at least, you know, kind of opened you up to the idea of what meekness really means in scripture and that you will want to strive for, for being a meek person, knowing that it doesn't mean weakness. Um, and uh, hopefully this has helped you. I, I hope it certainly has. It is certainly something that um, I think a lot of people need to understand. What does it really mean to be meek um, and, and take on that quality? Because God wants us to take on that quality. Yes. And, you know, for me, I, it just reminds me that I may need to ask the Holy Spirit to help me in areas where I'm not meek. And, you know, just just to because 
that, you know, the Lord just keeps working in us to try to help us to improve all of our life. You're not going to arrive yet. <laughs> we'll get there when we get to heaven, but um, in, in this flesh body, there will always be something for the Lord to work on. But in the meantime, we want him to work on everything that he can. And, and, you know, and by us being willing to allow him to work through us, to be meek and to be patient and to be able to put up with long suffering and all of this good stuff that sometimes we don't want to do, you know, by allowing it, then he blesses us. He really mm -hmm. does. And it's just amazing. And so anyway, it gets me excited. And so Audra, we, we will do another part of the Beatitudes next week, right? Absolutely. We will be back. There's nine Beatitudes and we're going to be doing number four next week. So yeah. yes, mm -hmm. we will be on number four next week. So we hope that you will join us and then look for our other videos that we post throughout the week. And um. I want to remind you to please continue to pray for Israel and for all everyone involved in that. And also don't forget to pray for the United States. And um, I don't have anything else. Do you, Audra? No, I don't. Just have a great week and God bless. And shalom.